This episode of the Pixels and Pads podcast is brought to you by Soul Surplus. Soul Surplus is a full-service music production company that creates original music compositions for music producers, filmmakers, and content creators. They strive to create quality music that helps jumpstart the creative process without the hassle of sample clearance. Whether you're a segment producer looking for new music for your next project or you're a content creator looking for music for your next YouTube episode, head to soulsurplus.com and use the code PIXELS in all caps to save 15% on your next purchase. This is the Pixels and Pads podcast. Episode 8 with Donald Martin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pixels and Pads podcast. I'm your host, Wes Pendleton. Unfortunately, John could not be in attendance for tonight's session. He had a late rehearsal. Um, I'm pleased to uh, be on with a good friend of mine. We've been friends for, man, it's been almost a decade now, right? Mm -hmm. Probably about a decade. My good friend, Donald Martin. Um, To say that he's a creative is completely undervaluing uh, who he is as a man. Uh, He's got his hands in uh, many creative spheres, um, a few of which we're going to talk about today. Um, We've really been excited. You and I have been talking about getting you on a podcast for for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to finally finally have you on. Um, If if I sound different for this uh, interview, it's because uh, my interface is actually down at the studio. So I'm actually recording from a lapel mic and doing it more in how our guests uh, actually come on the show. So this is kind of a new for me, but it's pretty cool to test something out just in case we have to do something mobile. Um, this would be the first, but uh, but yeah, so I uh, want to welcome my good friend Donald Martin to the show. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good, doing good. Always, always good to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hailing from the sunny West Coast in LA. Yep. And uh, right now I'm talking to him via FaceTime and he's got the sunshine coming in through the side window. Meanwhile, it's dark, <laughs> it's dark and cold over here in Philly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so to say I'm a little jealous is not, is an understatement. <laughs> the funny part is the, the, the left side of the, of the property, it's all gloomy and dark. So, Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So gotcha. a couple other streets, you know, they're living in the cold right now. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, man. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we have creatives on our podcast, um, people that we'd like to talk to to share their story, to give some insights to other creatives, uh, multidisciplinary creatives, um, to hear their stories and to maybe implement some of your do's and don'ts and <laughs> some of your uh, some of your uh, successes and failures, um, just to inform our audience, man. So uh, yeah. first and first and foremost, we're just going to fast forward through college because I don't I know you don't want to talk about college. No, I know you yeah. Very well. <laughs> so, so uh, so after college, you worked at an agency for a few years before stepping out and doing your own thing with mm-hmm. the most un- with the most unruly, which is something we're definitely going to talk about later. Yes. Um, but uh, before we get there, can you tell us what your primary job was at the agency and what you were able to pull from that position that really helps you today? Um, yeah. So the agency was a really was a really interesting uh job because it kind of started out uh with a very basic title that was just creative services and it was just a basic video editor uh, and motion graphics designer uh now the cool part was as i I was able to uh, freelance there for for a week um i had left my previous job uh working uh in the nonprofit space so i was doing video content but it wasn't high caliber and so um i'd left that job looking for you know i felt like i hit the ceiling got a call from uh the guy who works at the agency and he's like hey like uh come in for a week i'll pay you four hundred dollars a day and so I'm like, oh, like, I don't have any money, you know, <laughs> hardly. So I just, you know, I basically uh, stay at a friend's place for a week. I make a good impression and then give it like, uh, I want to say like four or five months later, an actual uh, um, permanent position opened up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I moved into that. The guy who re- originally brought me in ended up being my supervisor. So he's a really talented guy who... Um, was also multidisciplinary like me, but he 
was just like he had a very good eye for motion graphics and editing and he really kind of uh helped me like sharpen what i already knew because the funny part was like i introduced him to like motion graphics and stuff but he like he understood it in a way that i didn't and he was able to be more of a perfectionist and more successful at that so i was learning a lot from him and we had to put together as far as as far as what creative services entailed it was basically um the agency represents a wide gamut of talent from fashion through sports to movies and music and pretty much yeah any major like a-list tier even through like c-list tier uh of the industry that you could think of they have clients you know in all those bases and so um with that those clients uh you know for them for someone to get a movie made or someone to get a tv show made or or someone to land uh, a big festival like coachella or whatever what happens is a lot of times is you know and anyone who like really works in the corporate world can be really familiar with uh these agents you know have to push the talents of these people because that is the product you know and so they go into these meetings and sometimes like it's not good enough you know to just have like a powerpoint or whatever especially when you're trying to represent creatives you know if you're trying to represent someone who makes movies like it's really hard to just like sit and point at you know bullet points so what our job was to do was you know we were uh tasked with essentially curating and creating uh, around like two to five minute visual pieces that would uh, promote these artists. And so they basically kind of played out like, you know, we called them uh, sizzle reels and sizzle reels mean something different for every company. But, but like in our case, it really was kind of like do it yourself commercials, you know, trying to like make it as high quality in editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it really was just about like having something so impressive that, you know, they would go into the meeting and like, yeah we have to sign so and so or so and so has to headline because that right. you know because that video was so impressive so it was a competitive environment because um there were so many clients what, what ended up happening is our department which was really just a team of only three editors mm-hmm. uh we ended up um becoming so good uh, and our workflow was allowing us to knock out so much good quality work that so many departments like because it's a global uh business so many departments from different regions all wanted in right you know and so before you know it like no lie you have three you know people in their 20s sir we were like literally serving like the four corners of the world and 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 in one way it really sucked because that was a testament to how understaffed we were Mm -hmm. but then the other part was like i learned so much not only about my craft by having to turn around so many projects you know just hundreds and hundreds of projects with very short deadlines but through working on all those different projects and working across from like i said from fashion to music etc i not only learned how to you know make things look cool and sell something but also actually how that industry worked right and and so you know being already someone like myself who you know is multidisciplinary and i'm always curious about things that i'm not like that proficient in i it was just like a wealth of information so i was like man like i didn't i didn't know when i was gonna leave the company but i already started having like the wheels turning in my head like i'm gonna be able to use this stuff you know for the next for the next step and so um that agency it's among people in the industry uh they kind of compare it to to like grad school of the entertainment industry because Mm. it's it's a very uh almost universally uh, young demographic a lot of people kind of just cutting their teeth for the first time on everything and so in some ways like you feel like a beginner but you're still like competing with some heavy hitters you know and so it kind of was like yeah you just kind of felt like you were like drafted into like a team and really just get knocked around for a few you know a few years until you get used to it so but but for me you know i wasn't I've never really been one to like just stick in one place very long. And so a lot of people were kind of like, I'm going to stay here like for five years or I'm going to try to like, uh, like essentially like grandfather myself into this position. So, and I just like, 
um i'm thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna take like everything i just learned right now and try to you know try to yeah. flip it and yep. make something else you know yeah yep, so yep. but yeah i mean it was a it was a really good time and yeah i mean there's definitely just lots of, of stories of like being able to meet like you know cool people and and famous people and stuff so there, it did have like that ooh ah like kind of la la land feel to it but mm-hmm after a while it just becomes just work and so it just, you know right, so it, right, you right. know so at a certain point I, I moved on but i think i would um i would i would there was a lot of like bs i had to deal with but i would do it again because i learned so much you know right gotcha yeah. and and one of your i would say your best traits and it doesn't surprise me that these that it's, that an agency of that uh, magnitude would hire you you're so fast at what mm. you do. So I don't, I don't, I probably know only one other person. Um, yeah, probably like one other person who can turn around motion graphics as fast as you turn them around. Mm. Um, and then going into the most unruly, you com- you combine the motion graphics also right. with audio essays. Yeah. So, so the fact that you like, you took what you learned from the last job yeah. and then added an extra element on top of it and are turning it around almost just as fast. Mm. is 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 pretty insane bro i think i work yeah yeah i think i think you might work twice as fast as me which is crazy Uh, you know it's yeah it's funny i don't and i don't even know like i feel like half the time i'm like i could go faster you know right yep but uh and and i probably could go faster i just need to learn how to get out of my own head i over i want to say like i overthink like 70 percent of my creative choices Mm -hmm. you know and then when i'm done i'm like man like literally the easiest and most like the choice that was under my nose was always the easiest and i always like chose to do something else right so, right so, so i'm hoping to get back into uh, i may be fast but i, I can be way more efficient that's what i'm right trying to exactly do. that's yep. what i'm trying to do yep so you and i even we've we've had a, a few conversations recently um you know speaking on your content you and i talk about some of i guess what you can consider your your competition so to say some other media platforms and right, right, right. you know so i'm always texting you like dude this is you know you got to hit like the the thing <laughs> of the week you know yeah. because you do it better than everybody else and i think if you hit the you know whatever the the pop culture water cooler uh thing of the week like i think if you hit that hard like i think you yeah, know you yeah, can yeah. really kind of like come through and cu- kind of undercut some of your competition and really yeah. move yourself in position to really be more of the go-to than some of these like overly bloated companies that don't do it as well, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I think, I think for me, it's kind of also learning to, uh, I need to like, I'm learning how to discipline myself even more and get like deeper into like, for example, the last video I did, uh, the black Panther video mm-hmm. talking about, you know, that whole, um, soundtrack and 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 how it was made was like, okay. Part of me was thinking, Oh, this was just made like, where am I gonna like find like the sources to really like tell the story together? But now I'm like learning that after like doing this so many times, mm-hmm. I, you know, um, I'm starting to learn how to like essentially kind of be like create my own source, you know, uh, uh, of research. Because at the end of the day, I'm always pulling from someone else's insight, you know. So right. now I now I feel like I'm starting to like get my own insight you know, after like drawing from all these videos. So I think now I'm going to be able to kind of like tackle the new stuff from like a different uh, angle, you know, because instead of just like going on Wikipedia or like stealing from uh, not even disrespect, but like stealing complex clipping or whatever, like most people do, you know, instead, instead actually taking the time and be like, no, I have something to say. Right. And so that that's something new for me, you know, that, you know, that I kind of need to learn how to do. But but you're right in the sense that um, it's it's not so much about just like getting in on the water cooler conversation, like just to get in, but also to like be the one who's saying something different, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So segueing from the agency world into, you know, we're we're kind of being a little ambiguous of what we're talking about. So segueing from the agency world to you stepping out on your own and start starting noisy images, uh, mm-hmm. which is now the most unruly. So noisy images was the former name. And you just uh, actually went through a rebranding to become the most unruly. So you wouldn't have this issue with like copyright because your channel, your so basically let's, let's uh, let's, let's explain what the most unruly is first. 
Right. And then we can kind of, you know, take the next step after that. So I'll let you explain what the most unruly is. Yeah. So the most unruly is uh, currently primarily lives just on a YouTube channel as a um, building archive of educational information on like the latest in pop culture and primarily hip hop right now. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of like bringing like an educated conversation to what's hot. And so, uh, and that way it separates itself from just being, uh, it's not, it's not at all like a pop culture news website. It's a, right. a uh, it's a commentary channel. Um, right. and so, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it was originally called noisy images and yes, rebranded now to the most unruly. Gotcha. And you, you definitely, I mean, almost by the day, you continue to gather more followers, more streams. It's gotten mm-hmm. to the point where even other huge media platforms are actually hiring you to produce content for yes. their channels, which we actually got to collaborate on um, mm-hmm. a few months back. So what, what's, what's that process been like and has it helped or harmed your, your personal projects? Because I know like, you know, you mm-hmm. and I talked about the fact that you, you were glad to have the, uh, the opportunity to do it, but you were just so you were ready to get back, you know, to the most unruly uh-huh. stuff. The thing I've been learning from like my previous job is really kind of uh, just learning to stand firm and like what knowing what my worth is. And so I'm so I've been so used to, especially younger, like someone just comes up and is like, hey, like I want to pay you to do something. You kind of like automatically snatch it up. And as obviously as I'm getting older, you know, and I'm more more seasoned in what I'm doing, like I have to be a lot more discerning in those choices because there's always, you know, I'm talented enough and have enough of a reputation that there's always going to be someone somewhere, you know, offering a paycheck. So now it's like really kind of hitting me that's like okay now i'm getting to a place where it isn't just all about the money because if it's you know because if it's all about the money then i'm gonna be like for example like you know without um because i've done it with a couple other uh, other brands or or even just uh collaborators what happens is when you're kind of just doing it just because someone's hired you to do it um you know what ends up happening is you started out wanting to act like oh this is just like a distribution channel but i'm like really just like this is my vision and what ends up happening is as you're talking through like the contract details and you're sending in the video and then they're starting to let you people are starting to let you know like when something is going to come out all of a sudden you're like hey like this doesn't feel like my thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. so that's kind of really just what you know what um, ended up being frustrating because, uh, and I've done it like I said, and, and multiple times even outside of the brand is that you put so much work into it, and then mm-hmm. the you don't really get uh, that much of a return on investment on the hours put in right. uh, that way. So now I had to flip it around and be like if I really want to take this seriously, like those hours that it would be spent making someone else money, I really need to put that into me making my own money. Right, uh, right. Which, which at the beginning was kind of, always has been the point of starting my own brand. So I didn't want to be um, like, have a lack of brand integrity, you mm-hmm. know, by switching it around and being like, oh, I'm also just kind of for hire at a whim. Like that's not like, right. that doesn't show like a strong brand, you know? Right, right. So, and, yeah. and, and what's what's been great is so, you know, it's it's still it still is now. But, you know, start off as a passion thing. Um, but now it's become like your thing. This is your job. Right. And um, how have you um, it's been great to actually watch you be able to have collaborations with really big companies like Squarespace and mm-hmm. recently with all deaf music, which we, you know, kind of harped on um, that will actually get into um in the, in the next couple of questions. Yeah. But, you know, so if you had any advice to um, up and coming creatives to figure out how to maneuver in that space mm-hmm. where in essence, what they're doing is they're treating you almost as an influencer mm-hmm. um, and they're basically hiring you for um, for your skill and expertise mm-hmm. um, and trying to pull your your fan base and from your from your platform to their yeah. to their platform as well. So. Maybe you could maybe give some advice to up and coming creatives uh, mm-hmm. on how to navigate those waters to remember like what their worth is, and 
you know yeah. um and and because you know money is cool but it's not all like you said it's not always about the money mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that it's always like it's definitely of course like case by case but i feel like i've had um enough experience through it that i kind of know i've probably um responded to it in many ways such as there's been many times i have taken the job and was fine with it even though i knew that you know uh they were kind of like milking me for all I had. Sometimes like you need that money, you know, right, right. then and there. So right. it's like, but I definitely do not believe in like making it like a pattern, right. you know, where uh, especially when, or, or something, I don't believe in like sacrificing, um, y- your brand and taking time away from building your brand in order to build someone else's, um, reputation. If it's purely for security, you know, I think right. like those right. are kind of, um, you know, kind of very selfish. And to be completely honest, like, especially if someone's brand new and the, the brand is, you know, not really making any money. If you feel like it's going to like hurt your, the integrity of your brand to get that paycheck, like, honestly, like I'd get a nine to five, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and fund my, you know, my creative stuff on the side, because at least there's like, at least I can maintain my freedom in it. Right. You know, as opposed to kind of, it just really depends though, you know, and, and I know when I was younger, you know, when I was in like, you know, being what I'm, I'm 27 now. So when I was like 20, 21 through, you know, almost 20, like 21 through 24 was like when I really started kind of working. And that was, you know, when I just kind of like realized like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it's just different. I, back then I would have been like, yes, anything for a paycheck. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right, a- right. A- anything for a paycheck. And now right. it's like, no, like now also, even though I may not have what, you know, what I think I would like or, or, or what I may need, you know, for the future. Now I am still thinking like, I understand this person might uh, offer me money that might cover my rent this month. But if I, invest in myself and go this way like maybe i won't have to worry about rent at all you know in the future you know and i I don't want to like interrupt my flow you know Mm -hmm. to to, i don't want to spend a month to two months um even if i'm getting a cool cosign you know but if if more of the money and the and the revenue and the popularity is going into their pockets and on their channels and on their analytics then like I end up kind of losing to an extent, you know? And so, so it's almost like the money, the money, uh, the ratio, the money to like, whatever it is they get out of it has to be like pretty, pretty, like not necessarily even, cause I don't really know how in this world, how you're going to negotiate things, but it's got to feel good. Right. Right. You you got to be able to walk away and be like, okay, I get it. They got like the lion's share, but they take care of me too. You know, and if you're not really getting taken care of, that's when I think you might have to look at, you know, different ways to fund, you know, your passion. Right. Yeah. We're, you know, with uh, with Soul Surplus, we're we're kind of in that same in that same predicament. I don't don't even want to say predicament because that makes it sound negative, Um, you know, but basically, you know, the majority of our sales don't come from our actual store. It comes from outsourcing. And so Mm -hmm. there are times when the the alpha male side of myself is like listen man i just want to do everything in our store and you know uh-huh. i want to do this but you know these distributors provide so much and from a leverage standpoint that we can't we mm-hmm. can't just walk away from that because they they provide so much goodness for us exactly. in the long run and so you, you have to kind of like play your cards and really understand you know what what feels right in that moment and how even you know from a from the standpoint of saying like well yeah you know i think this is good for the brand story and how we mm. stepped out on our own yeah but i still got to pay my mortgage exactly and I, and I still have to pay all my insurance my daughter's schooling yeah. and and so yeah I, I i definitely understand what it what it feels like to kind of walk that that tightrope and, and yeah get, and get, i and i think it probably comes down to attitude more than anything cuz like when i was going back to saying like as long as it doesn't become pattern because we all got to eat and at some point we're going to like do something and be like man like whatever i got you know and but i think like i said kind of going back to some people you know kind of just have the attitude of like anytime something gets a little scary anytime something gets a little uncomfortable like i'm always gonna like you know quote unquote sell out and i feel like 
you know, it, it's one thing to do it out of necessity, and then it's another thing to do it just to kind of like because you're afraid to like step out, you know. Right. And I th- and I think we all like when we're honest with ourselves, we know when we we know what side we stand on, you right. know, uh, when the time comes. And so right. yeah, so going exactly what you what you just said, like there are so many ways to be right and wrong about that whole thing. Right, right, right. So so the most unruly. I, I would say 99% of the time is really is really more exploring the the music side. So it's it's, it's pop culture but it's really hip hop music. So you're really covering music mm-hmm. primarily even mm-hmm. though sometimes you'll step out and you'll you'll do some other things. Mm-hmm. Um but the the music aspect because your brand has become has become bigger and bigger, now it's almost like your music aspect has become more important as well. Yeah. And and through that, we've actually been able to finally partner because you and I have been talking about this for like years. Like, right. You know, when can we actually come together um, for both of our entities to kind of come together to to produce something together? So um, as of today, we're officially unofficially and I'm using air quotes, but we're officially uh, Soul Surplus is basically your in-house production team. And uh, we're creating new music for certain segments for you to release for the most unruly. Um, mm-hmm. It's been it's been great feeling like we're breaking ground, becoming yeah. a go to company for official web soundtracks, you know, and we can't necessarily talk fully about all that just yet. because right. We don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But mm-hmm. um, can you speak on the importance of even soul surplus and un, and un, and the most unruly coming together to create? new musical ma- landscapes to help tell the story even better of existing greatness already in music. Right. Well, I think it's like, obviously aside from it being a, uh, a very appropriate and damn near perfect relationship because we already know each other so well, aside from that, I think we, because we both have like equal passions for our own craft, you know, right. on your, on your side, you know, you're trying to make sure the music is, you know, the freshest, no matter what, like, no matter, you know, how much money you had or didn't have to like work on this stuff. Like it's always going to be super fresh. Of course, that's mm-hmm. exactly how I approach my videos, whether right. I, whether I only had uh, two days to make it, or if I had two months to make it, like I'm always going to make sure that it's good. And right. so I think we both have that, um, you know, we still have that hustle, but we, we really kind of do have a, like no compromise with our quality type. And so I think we see very, uh, eye to eye on that. And of course, naturally I'm telling the story of music, you know, through my channel. And right. so it just makes sense, you know, to, if, you know, f- to have like that narrative pushed through with actual music, you know, right. and not just like, for example, you know, we talked about, you know, some brands that do very similar videos and they don't have like a single like splash of music anywhere yeah and you know and it really like you you notice how much like you need that and how much mm-hmm. it like really carries and keeps your attention and, right and all of that stuff so it's it's a cr- you know it really is a crucial thing and and i think you know as we've been talking about you know that it, it is also something that's really neglected um right in the digital world primarily you know obviously we know tv and movies have it all together but when it comes to like the new frontier of digital video content like there is really a lot uh lacking in the original music space right yeah i mean that's and and that's that's been you want to talk about perfect timing right Mm -hmm. so you can't get any more perfect timing than than noisy slash the most unruly and then soul surplus like gaining momentum at the same exact time Mm -hmm. And and it's interesting because, you know, we've we've had a lot of people say things to us like, oh, man, it would be great for you guys to do movies or television and everything like that. And I'm always the one person that's like, yeah, movies and television are good. But where people's attention is 95 percent of the day is in their device. Yes. And so I would much rather live on that platform, especially first. Mm-hmm. We, we I'm, I'm pretty sure eventually one day we will eventually do movies or, or television. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 100 percent sure we'll get there one day. Yeah. But that but, you know, to exist primarily where the majority of eyes and ears are at is really our primary function. Mm-hmm. So and the best part about these essays that we're working with you on is that 
because because you're talking about in essence classic records you know mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. majority of the time it's really so we put out regular licensed music every week right that's that's not the music that we're talking about though we're talking about custom mm -hmm. music specifically for the most the most unruly and so when you're talking about a kendrick or you're talking about a kanye or you're talking about an eminem when you tap us on the shoulder and it's just like that's going to cause us to go a lot deeper in the bag because we respect those musicians that much, you know, where we right. have them on the same level as you. So yeah, it's called, it's causing us to tap into a different energy than mm -hmm. our other, than our other stuff. And so it's just been great for, like you said, I think both of our energies coming together to help tell these stories. And, yeah. and we're really, <laughs> I really want to let the cat out of the bag, but I can't, yeah. but we're really, we're really just on like the surface of like, where our collaboration uh, efforts are going to be uh, moving towards and to be able to get in, in what I feel like is like the ground floor of yeah. what you're going to be. Cause I think that you're going to end up being on a Netflix or a Showtime or an HBO. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's going to be like one of the things that happens. And the fact that we were able to say that, you know, we started together just on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I think it's going to be a really, really big deal. Um, Moving forward, uh, you and I, uh, and I guess you can talk briefly about this. One of the things that you and I talked about was the thing that your brand from an integrity standpoint sits on is the fact that you're, you're cur curating uh, information in a way that's not, um, not done nonchalantly. You're not just slapping um information onto a, mo a moving picture you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you're you're really digging deep um but with with the culture now moving towards fast hitting content yeah how are you going to overcome that because obviously you're, you're already working fast yeah you and i have talked about how maybe you might need to work a little bit faster or yeah, create yeah. some more content that kind of falls in between yeah uh, your main essays so how, how are you going to you know make that next step and what do you think your plans are going to be yeah the um I have a, a, it's obviously something since we just recently talked about it. Uh, I think about it pretty much 24 seven. The main few ideas that are coming into my head is uh, one, making sure that whatever it is I'm going to touch on, I'm going to go from an angle where I absolutely love it, where I know mm -hmm. it because um, I will lose stamina if I don't, <laughs> you know, yep. So, yep. so there's that. Um, Honestly, and I think this is something, uh, you know, if there's any creators, uh, any creators that I talk to and any creators who might be listening that do things based that, that are kind of have a foundation in writing, which is obviously the case for my videos. Right. Honestly, I, I just, I read a lot and I push myself to read more. And that's kind of, especially when it comes to like working faster, like I, like I said um, earlier about kind of learning how to become your own source, like I'm going to have to be push myself to be smart enough, you know, to talk about these things kind of on the fly and right. show that I know what I'm talking about, you know, right. and not, you know, and not just throwing like some funny, you know, I see even people that they put a lot of good work, like really good work into all the visuals. I've seen like some of the most, like I'll, I'll watch videos. I'm like, man, like I wish I made that visually, you know, but, right. but the information is like, so not there or the bias is so strong or the whatever that it kind of starts to negate, you know, the quality of the whole thing. So I'm like, at the very least, I would rather have like the visuals. I'd rather have the visuals suffer on a video than the information, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, obviously I want not none of them to suffer, but really pushing myself to, to read and, um, you know, look up, learn about the, the classics and, and, and learn about like what's really bubbling right now. And right. You know how those things uh, connect together. Like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, wants to say like, oh, it's easy. Like, I'm just going to like, you know, look at the charts and I'm going to, you know, uh -huh. pick this and that and put it together. And it's like, honestly, like my brain, I'm going to have to, it feels like school. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I want to take it, like you said, you know, I do also see myself, you know, being able to do it on a, on a much bigger platform. And I think when I get the opportunity to do that, I'm, I'm going to need to really sell myself as a, as a journalist. Right. 
you know, and so right now I'm trying to kind of maintain that journalistic integrity, even with the new stuff, right? you know, so now that's kind of what my focus is going to be. It's like, okay, I'm going to make, you know, some more videos, make them on a quicker timeline, but that doesn't mean that I can't still act like I know what I'm talking about, right? right <laughs> you know, right, so that's, right. so yeah, so I feel like, um, that's like several ideas in like one, but I feel like they're kind of pushing me to one direction of being able to like handle, uh, a new workload and a new workflow. And honestly, I think it's going to in some ways be easier than just coming out with one a week or whatever, because it keeps me fresh and it keeps yep. me, I like, I have to know exactly like, all right, like this trend is like probably dying like there's something new like it would be great to cover that before everyone else does you know so right. it's going to be about moving moving forward and moving faster but uh, yeah i'm not i'm not at all like intimidated you know at all by it gotcha what one thing that i that i truly appreciate about uh about your channel and this is going to be one of those things that people from the outside looking in are, are not going to be privy to um because I know you so well, personally, we talk pretty much every day. Um, I see people oftentimes, um, I see people oftentimes come on your channel in the comments and say, why are you always talking about Kendrick? You know, get off Kendrick's nuts or like, get yeah, off, you yeah. know, or stop talking about Kanye. And there's, there's a couple of times where I want to get in there and say, guys, he's really being unbiased because in our text conversations, I see his bias. And it's not, it doesn't it doesn't spill over into the videos <laughs> yeah, at all, yeah. at like at all. So it may there may be like a hint of bias from the standpoint of like you want to talk about things that you're interested in, that you actually have an interest in. And you're not just going to talk about anything just yeah. for the sake of getting, you know, streams just and for stuff talking. Like that. Yeah, uh -huh. Exactly. But the fact that you're actually able to talk about these things strictly factual there is no Donald Martin opinions in this. Yeah. It's just strictly facts. It's yeah. very, very, it, it just, it, it makes me believe in what you're presenting that much more because I know you personally. So right. anybody that that watches your <laughs> channel uh, on a weekly basis and is listening to this podcast, Donald is not being biased at all <laughs> when he's creating this content. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. No, no, yeah, and 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 I'm glad I I don't and then I, I never feel like tempted to be biased because honestly that's not fun to me because it's actually more fun uh, when I'm reading why someone thinks that like this person sucks or whatever because all of a sudden I start to like I I'll I'll still I'll appreciate who I'm a fan of even more you mm -hmm. know when I learn about the when I learn about the other side so I always want to make sure like I'm. The way that I learn is the way that I'm going to like communicate that, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to be dishonest and be like, oh, yeah, like there's that stuff about that artist that now nah, we don't want to talk about that because it's going to ruin his credibility. Like, no, right. you can't do that. You got to talk about everything. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Right. So and so moving forward, I don't want you to go too too in depth with this just because I don't I don't want you to give away your strategy okay but 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 one thing that that we've noticed um and and you actually noticed it first because you always send it to me like look at these guys uh one thing that 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 has come to light is the fact that a lot of these really big platforms are just flat out biting yeah, your style yeah. uh -huh. how are so with that in mind and 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 the fact that you know the one thing in in what we do and as far as presenting content and product you know, how are you future proofing the most unruly to be able to be sustainable, uh, you know, with everybody basically because I give it like a year and then everybody's going to have a most unruly segment or, ch or channel. Yeah. And it's not necessarily going to be just about music. Like people are going to do the same thing mm -hmm. with tech, you know, what I'm saying or with, uh, you know, with any a, a myriad of products you could technically do it with. But yes, um, a lot of it honestly has to do what i've been watching it has to do with like structure of the videos mm -hmm. that because there are so many channels and obviously you see far more examples outside of music because the right. big reason why there's not that many music channels um doing this independently on youtube is because most creators are afraid that their channels are going to get shut down you know because mm -hmm. of content id and stuff like that but right. now uh, i think what ended up happening and kind of turned that for people is 
people saw like a few channels that do video essays with like and they have like a million subscribers get away with some like major putting on some major pop hits and stuff in their songs and then when i saw that i was like okay if they didn't get that video yanked like i can make videos too you know right and so and so now everyone else is figuring out the same thing and mm-hmm. actually that kind of quick little side note that company that we were talking about which i won't say their name we're talking about them not using music uh, we were wondering like oh maybe it's like a content id thing i was watching they use the clips of the songs they still don't have music in the background that's really weird <laughs> it's super strange but it's, going- it's actually it's actually it's actually mildly unsettling to go from, you know, 808s like rattling in your earphones to just mm-hmm. dead silence and just monotone dialogue after exactly. that. Exactly. You know? and, and so that's part of it. That's that's part of kind of the, the future proofing is, you know, especially like in working with you guys is, you know, just kind of as I'm getting more comfortable, just sprinkling a little sprinkling a little more quality, you know, just a little more seasoning. And it's just another little thing that someone has to catch up with. You know, right. right now people are kind of understanding like, yeah, throw up a photo, talk about it, you know, do a slide transition. And, you know, now it's like I'm trying to make I'm not trying to compete anymore with like I was my manager told me she's like last year was an experiment. And she's like this year is like making your name, you right. know, and and so last year was really kind of like, how do I stand amongst these other digital creators? Because I didn't want to be overshadowed and not get my subscribers and all that stuff. So now mm-hmm. that I'm like, OK, I have a following. I'm not trying to follow like, uh, you know, YouTube trends or, or uh, a company's digital media strategy. I'm trying to like my heroes are journalists from like the 60s and 70s you know and right and and uh honestly my biggest inspiration for it is pbs and like all those old school documentary guys because what's going to end up happening is as i keep getting better and better people are going to start watching and it's like this is not this is not just like youtube shorts you know this is this is like me just cutting like good like tv quality content in like bite-sized chunks you know and like i said i I think it really kind of does come down to form and structure because we all know nothing's really new Mm -hmm. you know nothing's really that new so we all kind of just uh and the way you do it you know is unique and the way i do it is unique because we just got to make sure that our identity is real clear right uh and then my identity because the other copycats it's just that's why it feels hollow because it doesn't feel like them yeah, right. it's like, hey, they're like they're copying me. I want to make sure that I don't do that. When I see someone right. else, when I see someone else encroaching on my style, I don't want to like just okay. Now I'm gonna double down and do exactly what they did again, mm-hmm. you know. But that's just me. That's just my nature. I'm not really, uh, I'm not afraid to like switch it up a little bit. I'm not afraid to rebrand if I have to because my following is pretty loyal and they're gonna stay with me even through name changes and stuff, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, like I said, this time it's, I feel more confident in by setting my sights higher, you know, than the digital space. I'm going to push myself where currently I don't have any competition. You know, that's where right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to push myself to a place where there isn't competition, you know, mm-hmm. and keep going farther. And my competition is going to get bigger and bigger. And I think that's how we all as creatives as ambitious creatives that's kind of what we all hope for you know we make a little splash and in one circle and we keep building exactly Uh, yeah and i'm sure you know that more than you know anyone else too you know (laughs) right right so so uh as we come to kind of like the close of Mm -hmm. of the episode um do you have any like big big ideas that you wanted that you want to move towards because like i'm i'm like a really big I'm really like a, a, I'm a big series junkie, especially when it comes to like Netflix or yeah. or even or even YouTube for that matter. To be honest yeah. with you, but like I know on Netflix, I probably watch more documentary series, and I don't mean like one like one uh, like one particular uh, documentary within a, a two hour uh, segment. You know, right? I'm talking about like you know a six episode documentary mm-hmm. that that talks about the mob. Like I will watch that stuff every day of the week. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where they're where they're t- they're really telling a story as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see yourself stepping out to those bigger platforms, like to outsource to those? Because when I when I watch your channel, you're mm-hmm. literally doing exactly what I see 
these guys on Netflix do that I watch that are mm. that they're basically pulling from television shows. And yeah. you know, so it was something that would be on like um you know, National Geographic just as, as an example, but they pull that from when it was on television, now it's on Netflix. Yeah, you're right. And so, yeah, people do, yeah. Yeah, I know so exactly I'm, what I'm you're wa- talking about. Yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I'm just like, you know, Donald's stuff is actually better than this. And so I can only imagine that if you kind of keep on this trajectory, you're going to get the attention of some big wig somewhere. Yeah. And either one, they're going to hire you to do something for them mm. or two, they're just going to copy and, <laughs> you, you know, so, exactly. so, so do you have any, any like plans or any aspirations to step out, to get on those bigger platforms? Um, yeah. Um, and some couple goals that my manager uh, and I have been talking about that, an actual important move for our brand would be actually to get on some, have some interviews like Mm. with, with established artists because it will open us to the conversation of actually being, you know, affiliated with talent, you know, and being around talent and being able to more move and be like, Hey, like, can we make content? You know, can these interviews like, uh, can these interviews elevate our content? So it's kind of like a little bit of an experimental route, but that is part of kind of like trying to get our profile up so that when it comes down and being like, hey, like we really want you guys to produce some original content. It's like, great. We all right. know I, we all know I can do that. I also know how to talk to artists. I also know right. how to, you know, I can be able to like leverage that stuff. And so, you know, fingers crossed, you know, there there's there's leads that I have that I won't say because it may never connect. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but, right. But, but, you know, that, that's something I'm seeking out, but also just content wise, you know, I'm trying to find the right project, um, that I feel I like, I love the Kanye videos and all that stuff, but I, I'm still looking for that one project that really feels like it was like my creation, but really like, I would love to do like, I would love to do like Dilla's life documentary. Mm. Like that mm-hmm. would be, you know, that would be like up there. You know what I mean? With oh yeah, um, or uh, I would love. I don't even know how it would be. You know, I ha- used to have these fantasies of what it would be like, but I'm like, I'd love to make content with Kanye. But then I realized, no, I think what I'd rather do is I'd love to meet Kanye and have an interview with Kanye. But ex- instead of just asking whatever he wants, just let the dude talk. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what, that's, where his, that's where his greatest content comes from. <laughs> exactly. And that's, just what, that's what everyone wants to see. And I feel like most interviewers kind of go in and they have like, they all have a set agenda, even though we've right. all been watching him talk. I'm like, man, someone just needs to get in for an hour, you know, maybe follow him around. Just let the dude talk. <laughs> yeah, know? straight up. So, you know, it, it's, it's stuff like that. Like in some ways, like, you know, they I, I keep them lofty, but I still... You know, I believe in myself enough that they're realistic to me. Right. You know, those are realistic goals. And and if not, you know, exactly in the way I imagine them, that's still what I want. I'd still would love to, you know, have uh, interview content with with big artists, um, Mm -hmm. just have that conversation about music. And I also would love to get a great uh, passion project um, going, even if that means like maybe even something pushing, you know, for distribution, you know, pushing it as an actual uh, documentary maybe get funding for it or something but I'd love it to be something close to me like that like Dilla or something as right. opposed as opposed to just like hey like this is gonna get you know a lot of views but if if I'm gonna like go all in like I want it to be like this came from this guy's heart you know right. he was he wasn't just trying to jump on a wave or jump on a trend so right so that's uh yeah I think I would say that those are those are the two aspirations get bigger and get more 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 personal with the brand right might i say that there there's a strong possibility that that first step could possibly be in the tde uh direction because they just they actually just followed you uh because of the black panther work that you did yeah i mean you never yeah you never know and i always feel like i always feel like um i'm three steps away from a conversation with these people here and you know i'm out in la you know right, right. <laughs> and uh so yeah I, ho- I hope that just time will tell you know and and so yeah that would be great and it would be great to kind of just get connected with i'd love to get connected with vince staples i love right. to get connected with a lot of those west uh, coast guys out here because especially as the brand is getting more influential like we can represent the west coast too 
Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, which is which is which is, you know, and I think that I think that when you're building a brand to be able to be like to be to rep, to be able to represent a particular area in the beginning mm-hmm. is always like the best first step. Yes. So that's why with Soul Surplus, like you will always know that we're all from Philly. Like you will always know that. And it, it makes sense because the most most of the stuff that we do has a lot of soul in it. Um, mm-hmm. And so when people see soul and then they find out that we're from Philadelphia, it's just like, oh, well, that makes sense because they're from Philly. You know yes. what I mean? So, yes. um, yeah, man, that's this. This has all been great. Obviously, um, you, you know, I feel like one of the things it hasn't harmed you, but you've been able to, in essence, hide behind the mo- the most unruly name and the noisy images name. And yeah. it's like, sometimes I feel like nobody knows who you are. You're the man behind the, uh, the man behind the, 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 the curtain, the curtain, you know? What yeah. I mean? uh-huh. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to finally have, uh, you on and to be able to tell the story of, you know, this, this brand and this, uh, you know, this, this new, I really think that you're going to, um, the fact that you're out here being disruptive, is very I, I I haven't seen too many I don't know too many people personally that have been able mm. to be very disruptive in a space that's so crowded. So mm. the fact that you've been able to be disruptive and the fact that I know you like and we're good friends like literally we talk yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. We are we argue about new music. <laughs> I, you know, you'll be like, man, this is hot and I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> this is trash. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so the fact that you know we've been able to to kind of uh, know each other before all of this started and to see, yes. you know, where you started and where you are now. It's been great, man. So yeah, um, man. once again, man, anything else that you want to share? We, you know, we, we're just glad that you took the time out to talk to talk to the audience. man. Yeah, no, uh, just uh, just I guess just keep paying attention to the channel because I've just I've got I've I feel like I've broken through a writer's block and I got a bunch of content coming out. So nice. So and, and just just real quick before we let every before we let you go. Just let everybody know like where you're at and the actual name. Yeah, so uh, the it's the most unruly, so it's not abbreviated or anything like that. Um, and then Instagram at most unruly. No, Instagram at the most unruly. Twitter at the most unruly. So it's always three words. Well, once again, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, much more, much more success to you, my man. Thanks, appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to the Pixels and Pads podcast at www.pixelsandpads.com. You can also find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And if you're feeling the show, please do us a huge favor and leave a review.